Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and if you're listening to this uh, right now while I'm recording it, it is January 2nd of 2018. Uh, But if you're listening to this here, uh, congratulations. This is kind of the stealth release, as I'm calling it, so to speak, that you're listening to. And this is going to be a new series or I guess a new podcast that I plan on doing. Uh, So in short, uh, I'll tell you all what is going on here. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to be calling this. I have no idea about anything else. I don't really know about the format, the editing, or any of that other fun stuff. Uh, So this is where you come in as a listener, as a watcher, as a viewer. Uh, I'm actually going to be, you know, coming to you humbly, and I'm asking if you all have any recommendations, any criticism, constructive criticism, uh, but if you all have anything of that sort, anything that you'd recommend, anything that you'd like to see done, anything that can be improved on, with this, uh, I would greatly appreciate a comment on here. This is not a ploy to get more comments or boost engagement or anything. I'm going to be uploading this. I plan to take this, render it out to a unlisted video, and probably just publish it like maybe on Twitter and Discord. And that's about it. Uh, because I want to get my bearings on here. Uh, this is just a dry run, so to speak, of or a test run of what I plan on doing here. Uh, so what the hell am I doing here? What is going on? Why am I doing this podcast? Uh, well, first off, this is just going to be its own separate project. Uh, mod chat is still happening. Uh, nothing worried about that. Uh, some people might also be asking, well, why don't you do Mod Chat Plus? Uh, I'll get to that as well, too. Uh, so first off, the reason why I'm doing this is because... I've listened to a lot of my favorite content creators have podcasts that are similar to this, Uh, a podcast where they just themselves talk about whatever the hell they want to, uh, completely off the cuff for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, an hour. Uh, Sometimes they might have guests, sometimes they might not. It all depends on various factors, but there's really no... I guess there's a format too, but there's really no specific theme to it. Uh, For example, with Mod Chat, uh, we are... It's Devin and myself... We talk about modding on there. Uh, it's live. We have a fun time. All of that. Uh, Mod Chat Plus, which I still have not done with Devin, uh, but that was what Daniel and I would do, where it was a bonus episode, where uh, we actually enjoyed doing Mod Chat Plus more than Mod Chat. And the reason being was that it was the same lineup for Mod Chat, but we talked about whatever the hell we wanted to on Mod Chat Plus. Uh, of course, you know, we made sure it was appropriate within reason, whatever it was. Um, but that was, we designed it to be. Hey, if you like mod chat and you want more of this, but you don't really care about it being specifically to modding, you want to just hear more from the creators and from the people on there and have a somewhat loosely themed thing to it, uh, Mod Chat Plus is for you. Uh, that's actually something I'd like to continue on with Devin, uh, but we just haven't had you know time to do an episode or anything. Uh, a lot of times we're actually kind of, we, we do plan, we plan pretty well, uh, but at the same time we're also kind of scrambling to get one episode done a month. Uh, so if we kind of do, you know, two episodes a month, Mod Chat and Mod Chat Plus, uh, it might be a little bit taxing. Uh, we both, we have fun doing it, but we don't want to burn ourselves out. Uh, also, I work full-time job outside of YouTube. Like, YouTube is not, like, content creation is not my full-time gig. Uh, Devin also has a full-time job as well. Uh, content creation and the mod chat's not his full-time thing. Uh, so, we we work around our schedules, and we do this with the free time that we have. Uh, another thing I thought of as well when I was really thinking this over, it's always... When a YouTuber I follow releases something like this, where it's a long-form podcast-type format of sorts in video format, 
and they're just talking about themselves, talking about whatever they want to. Uh, it could seem maybe a little bit arrogant, a little bit narcissistic, a little bit conceited, um, but I'm listening at the same time. Uh, and it's always the first few episodes, uh, kind of awkward, you know, uh, a little bit different, but then I start looking forward to them more. Uh, because I'm one of those people, if I like, and whether it's, you know, from uh, a movie standpoint, music, uh, YouTubers in this point, uh, if I like someone's content, I also like knowing more about them as well, too. Uh, and kind of, in a way, getting a unfiltered version of themselves. Uh, there's very few times where there is somebody who I love their content, but I absolutely hate them as a person. A lot of the times, they're kind of synonymous like i might say oh yeah this person's content is great but they themselves they're eh, they're okay but I, I always like to know about that person get to know them on a somewhat personal level uh through the media and through the through their medium that they have everything through on here so uh, i'm probably going to stumble a little bit i'm probably going to have a few issues here and there uh, but that's totally fine i'm not worried about it I'm going to kind of dub this episode zero, so to speak. Uh, so again, I have no name for this. Uh, this is just going to be a solo podcast. Now, I don't think it's always going to be solo. And um, there's a few things I'm just going to say here, like some of the ideas that I've been kind of spitballing back and forth in my head here. Uh, first off, I, I might have a guest or two on. Probably just I'd have one guest on at a time. And it wouldn't be in an interview format. Yeah, I would be asking them questions about themselves or whatever it might be, which you might be saying, dumbass, that's an interview. Uh, look, I'm not bringing them on directly for an interview. Uh, the way I want to deliver it is, let's say I have a good friend, and we're talking about something that's really interesting. And I say, hey, you know what? Um, would you like to do, you know, would you like to come on my podcast with me? And it's literally like, there's, there's not going to be any issue with what we're doing now. Uh, the conversation we're having right now, just imagine we hop in a call, uh, I hit record, we have a conversation. That's it. It's not going to be an interview. It's Don't even think that we're making a video. Uh, we're just having conversation. That's all it is. And then when we're done, I'm going to stop the record button. And I might edit some stuff here and there, and that's about it. Uh, and I wouldn't be gunning after specific people. Uh, like, I might have Devin on here at one point, a paranoid coder for anyone who doesn't know his real name, but uh, I might have him on here. Uh, I don't want to say any other names. I don't want to name drop anyone else, but there's several people I've thought of already who I could approach, and they could be people who they might be small content creators. They might be bigger content creators. Uh, they might even be people that just don't have a YouTube or online presence, really. Uh, they could just be, you know, real good friends of mine, and are they in the modding sphere? Are they in the technology sphere? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I've, I've thought of some people. I don't want to name drop anyone else. I feel comfortable name dropping Devin because, uh, as I said, I already do a podcast with him. I already create content with him on a regular basis, on a monthly basis at least. And uh, I'm sure if this came to fruition more and we decided to do something like this, it, it would work out well enough. Um, but there's going to be a good mix of solo episodes. There's going to be a good mix of guest episodes well too i feel like uh, we'll see what happens uh, i plan to do this once a month probably uh, and i kind of want to get into you know my scheduling with that as well too uh, and by the way i would keep this offline uh mod chat we did bring online because that felt like the next uh, step in the process originally mod chat when it was between daniel and myself uh, we were recording all of our stuff offline. I would edit it, and I would schedule it and put it up, and I just overlay an image. And then people said, hey, uh, you should bring this online. It'd be really fun to interact with you all on some of this stuff. 
so we said, okay, sure. And at the same time, people also said, we, we want to see a visual of some kind uh, to the voices. So we actually just not killed two birds with one stone. Uh, we started doing Google Hangouts, and that's been the uh, process since we switched that. We never switched back. And people enjoy that quite a bit. I feel like it alleviated some of the pressure and also brought in some pressure on other types of things. Uh, with a stream, when you moderate that, and I don't mean, you know, I'm sitting in there deleting comment, deleting comment, banning user, timeout user. I'm talking about you want a healthy chat. Uh, you don't want a dead stream. You want to have, you know, users entertained. Uh, but then you have to be thinking two ways at the same time. Uh, when I'm doing a chat, like when I'm doing a live stream like that, uh, I'm... I'm paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm paying attention to what Devin's saying when he's talking, but then I'm looking for upcoming topics. I'm thinking of ways to deliver them. Uh, I'm looking at the chat. I'm trying to think of how I can respond to some questions here and there. Uh, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, and then at the same time, it's not just the live stream. Because it is a podcast, afterwards, it is going to get published uh, online offline and what i mean by that is it's going to be released online a second time as a you know cold video format so to speak uh some that's not going to be interactive and it won't be changing so if i say shit that that's going to stay there i can't edit that out that is going to be staying there <laughs> uh yes i can edit it out if i want to but i don't want to you know take the podcast down render out a video put a new one up and then you know do all that stuff i don't plan on doing that unless it's something truly heinous whatever it might be uh but no that's how it normally goes when it comes down to everything uh so i'm thinking of mul multiple audiences both online and offline and there's there's some things that work in a live stream format that I don't feel like work in a, you know, offline pre-recorded podcast and vice versa. So, yeah, you have to have a kind of find that medium there. Uh, it's never going to be perfect by any means, but, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Um, all I know is that it seems like people have really enjoyed the podcast change since that happened. And, um, you know, it is what it is on that. Uh, I'll say this, too. Uh, I have... On here, I just type this up in Notepad, uh, but just so I don't get completely lost in whatever the hell it is I'm talking about, uh, I have a few topics that I thought of for this episode, episode zero, and I just typed up in a Notepad document here, so if I get lost at all, uh, if I feel like I'm rambling too much, or if I just lose my place and stop talking, that was on purpose. Uh, I can look over at this uh, notepad document and see, say, oh yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that. Um, so one of the things, I guess, la last bit of inspiration on this here, um, probably the thing that I was listening to recently, which this isn't exclusive to this user or this YouTuber, this content creator, um, but this is one of the things I was listening to that was more inspiration dawning on here. Uh, I really like the CU podcast. Uh, in case you don't know, that is uh, Pat Contry and Ian Ferguson, uh, or Pat the NES Punk, so to speak. Uh, that's his online handle, at least. Uh, I've enjoyed that podcast quite a bit. What he does is him and Ian, they record one episode every two weeks, and then he segments it out into little small uh, topics, because they talk about like 20 topics in an episode, and he cuts those topics into little videos and releases them over the course of a week and a half or two weeks. And uh, he releases the full podcast online. Uh, I decided to not do that with my podcast, uh, like with, with mod chat. I actually had Daniel doing that. I actually kind of fed that idea to him and he did it for a bit. 
Uh, but then he stopped with mod chat, but I thought that would have been a, a good idea to do. Um, but, you know, huge props to Pat on that. But he has another podcast he spun up probably about a year ago called the, uh, the Not So Common Podcast, and it's just him, and he talks about whatever he wants to, or he talks to a guest. What I explained before. So if anybody's saying, hey, you know, you ripped off this podcast or this podcast, uh, you know what I'll say? Yeah, I definitely do, drew inspiration from them. Uh, I'm not claiming this to be an original idea. This is just something new for the Mr. Mario 2011 channel. Um, but I didn't, uh, I, I'm not trying to consciously copy off anyone. It's all inspiration, and this is by no means anything original. And even as I said, you know, with Pat and his Not So Common podcast, that's not original. Uh, you don't listen to it because it's an original idea or, or it's an original podcast. You listen to it because you like Pat or you like the guests that he has on. That's actually what drew me to it. I didn't even know if I would like that podcast, really. Uh, but then I started listening to the episodes that had guests that I liked. And then I started listening to his solo episodes, and I really enjoyed them. So uh, that's why I think, you know, guests could be good. It, it depends. Like, if it's a guest who's bigger than me, uh, you know, it could help out the channel, sure. If it's a guest that's smaller than me, um, it could help them out, you know. It, it all works out. It all works out pretty well. <laughs> oh, boy, let me, uh, let me grab a drink of water here real quick. And I'd recommend everyone, 2018, uh, we're, we're drinking water out here. We're drinking water. So, about 13 minutes in, uh, I feel like it'd be good to switch this up into something that I had already thought of here. Uh, so, recently, I've been going back and I've been uh, messing with older consoles. I've been, I've been doing that for a while now, at this point. Um, but recently, I've really taken a liking to the original Xbox. And I've also been messing around with the PS2 quite a bit as well. Now, with the original Xbox, you know, uh, I have a few consoles on hand as it, as it normally goes. Um, I'm a collector, not a hoarder, but what's the difference? I think with a collector, you kind of find a little more purpose in something. And uh, collectors aren't afraid to trade, and they're not afraid to sell if they have to. Uh, not even if they have to, but like there's sometimes I look at my collection, I'm like, I don't, I don't need all this. I'm, I'm going to try and sell off some of this. Hoarders never sell, and they kind of just pile and pile and pile and pile. And sometimes stuff I have can be piled, and sometimes it gets organized later on. I'd say most of the time it gets organized later on in some way or fashion. Uh, but point is, I've been messing with the original Xbox quite a bit. And it was funny, because I was doing laundry just now, and I had in this box, so I did a video on this a while ago, but inside of this box, I had three GameCubes sitting in there. And that was inside of a blue container. So I have to go off the premises here. I don't have a wash and dryer in my apartment, unfortunately. Uh, really hope I can fix that up here soon. But I don't have a wash and dryer in here. And for anyone saying, dude, just buy a wash and dryer, I can't, all right? I can't. I, I don't have the hookups, all right? It's, it's not an issue of money, thankfully. Uh, it's not an issue of space. It's an issue of my apartment is not equipped to have a washing machine and a dryer for my clothes. So even if I wanted to and I went out and bought them, I couldn't use them in my apartment. Uh, but no, when it came down to this, hey, Lily, what's up? Hey, Lily, how you doing? Just dogs coming over trying to figure, you're bumping my mic, dog. Uh, so what ended up happening was I took this box out and I kind of noticed some down there. So for a lot of these systems, you know, I'll pick up the consoles themselves for cheap, but I might need more controllers or whatever it is. So then I go and I buy more controllers. And that's always the annoying part, man. That's always the annoying part. So recently I've been buying some more original Xbox controllers. And I looked, I was like, wait a minute, that looks, no. 
And I, I open up the box and I pull out, you know, a pretty good looking original Xbox controller. And I just looked at it, I was holding it in my hand, I'm like, son of a bitch, like, how many of these things did I buy recently because I didn't feel like I had any controllers? And I have probably a few sitting in this box right here that I've been sleeping next to. <laughs> um, the story I wanted to get into that was with, uh, with the consoles themselves. So a while ago, I did a video, and I think it was, uh, I did two videos on this. Um, one of them, I don't remember the exact name, but it was something along the lines of, uh, unboxing a bunch of broken GameCubes and controllers from a friend. And then I did another video that was a Let's Repair episode where I tried to repair the four GameCubes that were in there. Now, you might be asking, Mario, you just said you had three. Yeah, let me get into that. So, with the original story here, uh, one of my good friends, Charlie, ended up getting married. Him and his wife are both big nerds, big gamers, and it was awesome for their, uh, for their wedding. They had just controllers and consoles everywhere at four tables they had game cubes with like flowers and stuff in them and every single uh what is it every single table had controllers on it like at least one controller and they even had like one or two controllers on the cake and they just cut off the cables and put them there uh now charlie went and he bought all these on ebay and he was buying untested faulty broken controllers and four untested broken silver game cubes one of them looked like it got shot all right one of them looked like it got shot uh so that probably is not going to be a good working game cube but they just wanted it for the decor and he told me about this and i was like hey charlie um could would you mind if i like just after the wedding ceremony i just like take all of them and try and repair them and he was like dude yeah that's that's fine i was actually gonna ask if you could do that so i went and after the wedding was over during cleanup he gave me a box and i went around and i took every controller and every console and i put them in this box and eventually i went home and the box just sat there for like a year okay uh, after i did the video the back the box just like sat there i saw charlie at one point and i said i'm so sorry man i've been busy i have not looked at these consoles uh and i've been kind of lazy and just unmotivated he said hey that's that's fine dude i understand uh and then at one point i don't know what the motivation was but i just i was tired of looking at this stack of GameCubes in my office here so I decided to uh, take a gander at them, and one of them worked perfectly, and I fixed one of them, and the other, the third one, uh, it worked okay, and the fourth one, it just, it didn't read discs at all. At one point, I need to go in, and I just kind of need to swap the lasers on those two and see if that would help out at all. Um, I just need to find the motivation to do it, honestly. Uh, but what happened was I was going to be seeing Charlie again. So I said, oh, great. I can give him back his controllers and his consoles. This will be awesome. Because the idea was the whole time, you know, I was going to uh, fix these all up for him. Not really the controllers, but I was going to fix up the consoles and give them to him. So I see him. And funny enough, I actually, um, I exchanged him. I kind of I kind of even joked about this. Um, I had actually taken a GameCube. Like, I bought a GameCube with... Uh, two memory cards and four controllers and I modded it and I was gonna do region mod but then one of the pads came off so I couldn't finish that unfortunately my my bad but I put a mod chip in there and I boxed it all up and I gave it to him and his wife as a present and they just freaked out uh, just ultimate party console you know uh, so I gave them a working GameCube with two memory cards four controllers and a mod chip installed and I was joking I was like yeah no we'll exchange so you'll just give me four broken GameCubes and a bunch of controllers 
but then I saw him and I loaded this box up in the car and I saw him and several of the friends that we had seen at the wedding. And at the end of this all, at the end of us hanging out, I went out to my car. I was like, Charlie, I got something for you. So I opened my car. I opened up the trunk and I was like, look, I got the GameCubes here. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, here you go. And he just looks and he's like, wait, Danny, the, I, what? And I'm just like, wait, what, what are you talking about? He's like, Danny, I gave them to you. I was like, yeah, I know you gave them to me because you wanted me to fix them. Right. And he's like, yeah, I wanted you to fix them. Or you could do whatever you want to. Like, you didn't have to fix them. You could have used them for parts. And I was like, no, 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 no. But I remember I talked to you and I said, hey, I'm willing to take them and fix them and give them back to you whenever they're they're fixed up. Because uh, I remember distinctly, he even told me, he's like, Danny, if you can get one of these GameCubes working, I'll be happy. So that's why I actually gave him a GameCube as a present, a working one, mind you. Um, even though one of them worked perfectly fine out of the set that he gave me. So he had a 25% success rate there. Uh, but what happened was he... Uh, he was kind of confused and he's just like, no, 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 Danny, I, when I gave these to you, I was like, I was giving them to you. Like, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't need them back. Okay. Like if you fix them, awesome. If you don't fix them, it's all good. Like you can part them out. You can sell them. You can do whatever you want to with them. Like I was, I was, I was giving them to you. And we just both had these dumb smiles on our face. And we're just like, oh, well then. I guess I own four more GameCubes than I used to now. And he's just like, yeah, that's fine. I asked, I was like, well, hey, do you, do you need another GameCube? Because, like, this one works really well. This one works okay. This one I'm not going to give you, I'll be honest, and this one's broken. Uh, the one that I said I'm not going to give him, it's the one that had, you know, the iffy laser. And he was just like, no, Danny, we don't, we don't need another GameCube. Like, you gave that one to us, and it works fine. There's no issue, so we don't need a second GameCube. And uh, our mutual friend Zach was there. Now, Zach is, they're all PC gamers, but Zach is a pretty heavy PC gamer, but he, he likes the old school stuff. Uh, he has an N64 on hand, uh, but he didn't have a GameCube, and he had some, oh, she's squeaking her toy, uh, and he had some, uh, some fondness for the original GameCube. What am I saying the original GameCube? For the GameCube is what I'm saying here. So we were just like, uh, I think at one point we, we end up asking him, we're just like, Zach, would you like a GameCube? And he said, sure. So I said, I picked the best one, the one that worked perfectly, the one that I didn't even have to do any servicing on. And I gave it to him and I said, Zach, here you go. Uh, you are now the owner of this GameCube. I don't have any other cables with it. I don't have any other controllers I can give you. Um, but here's a GameCube. It works perfectly, I promise. And he's like, oh, that's fine. Like, whenever I feel like playing it, which I don't know when I'm going to, um, I can pick up some cables and a controller for cheap. And I was like, yeah, so there you go. Like, worst case, he got a free GameCube that works. Uh, so that's why I have three GameCubes. And that's how my collection ended up going up. And it was, again, all this was just sitting in this box that was, you know, next to my bed that I've just kind of been forgetting about. So... I need to go through my inventory sometime. I'm going to do that at one point this year. Um, and that's and that's actually a necessity that I have to do. It's not even a, a pipe dream. Uh, later events, uh, I'll probably detail and talk about, and you all will see. Uh, we'll make more sense of that. But uh, no, with my plans this year, like my personal plans, that is going to be a necessity where I'm going to have to kind of go through and piece through my collection and see, you know, what I can get rid of, what I have, what I need to inventory, all that other fun stuff. So we'll, we'll see what's up with that. Uh, funny enough, too, I actually ended up getting re-gifted to me uh, a Game Boy Advance. So uh, when I was younger, when I was working at a video game store, this is back in high school, 
I was working at a game shop, and for my younger brother, uh, one of them at least, I ended up getting him a Game Boy. And I remember uh, I bought it with my discount, so I bought a Game Boy Advance. It was in pretty solid condition, and I bought him one game. And I think it was like Cartoon Network Speedway or something like that. Uh, and it was complete in box and everything. And I think I think I spent like 20 bucks on him, right? And I just remember he was young at the time, but I gave it to him for Christmas. He hated the damn thing, right? He hated it. He didn't understand it. Uh, the, the screen wasn't backlit, nothing like that. And my parents were like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just don't be hurt by it. It's okay. He doesn't understand. So we kind of showed it to him, and, like, he, he thought it was kind of cool, and then he lost interest. And then a few years later, he thought it was kind of cool, and then he lost interest. Uh, but recently, this was during Thanksgiving, my family actually visited. And the first, like, ten minutes of seeing them, my brothers come in, and they're just like, hey, Danny, here you go. And it's the purple Game Boy Advance that I gave him. And I'm just like, wait, what is this? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is a Game Boy Advance. Like, we have a lot of consoles that you've given us. And I'm I'm being more eloquent with the speech here. But they're just like, yeah, we have a lot of consoles that you've given us. And we don't really use them. And, we, like, we just we just don't use this Game Boy. So you can have it if you want. And I'm just like, oh, th- cool. Are, are you sure? He's like, yeah, we don't use it. Like, we, we don't use it. We're not really that interested in it. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, we don't, we don't really use it. So if you want to, you can have it. And I was like, oh sure i'll take a free console so that's how that's how my console collection grows sometimes you all that's how it happens um and that's something i can recommend to anybody who's kind of wanting to get into collecting or uh who likes this stuff uh yeah you can go and get sales yeah you can you know hunt at thrift stores uh scour craigslist uh but also just make it available now i'm not saying that you're going to all of a sudden be just swimming in old games and you know super valuable cartridges and a bunch of consoles uh but i will say that i've gotten several consoles and several games for free from friends and from family members uh who know that i like collecting this stuff and they don't need it and they want to get rid of it and they just want to put it into a new home uh as i said my friend charlie uh, those four game cubes and the controllers of no use to him. So he gave them to me because he knows I like to tinker with that stuff. Uh, now while I did pay for the Game Boy Advance, I was not expecting to get it back. So I bought a Game Boy Advance for myself. <laughs> not really the best example, but, um, I know one person back when I was heavy into Xbox 360 modding, uh, one family friend, he gave me an old Xbox 360 of his. He didn't need it anymore. Uh, he upgraded to his Slim, and he just gave it to me for free. And it worked pretty well. I traded it off eventually, but it worked well enough when I was using it. And uh, maybe one of my better ones, actually. This one was cool. Uh, one of my good friends, I remember, uh, I think I fixed her computer for her. And in exchange, she was going to give me her old broken Xbox 360. Uh, So she gave me a red-ringed console that belonged to her brother. And her brother had already upgraded to a Slim, so he didn't need it anymore. Uh, But I I take it, and I hooked it up, and it didn't... She said it red-ringed, but it didn't red-ring. It froze. And every time I tried it, it froze, and it froze, and it froze. So I remember I took it into my... uh, like the our washroom that we had because I was living with my parents at the time opened up the console filled with dust caked caked disgusting it was so nasty uh just caked with dust uh and I will say she did have a dirty home but thankfully no one in her household smoked because I blew all the dust out of it and all I had to do was I I, I blew the dust out of it and after about 20 seconds uh the thing was clean as a whistle 
thankfully, the reason why I mentioned the smoking thing is because, yeah, like, the system did get killed with a lot of dust and dirt, but because they didn't smoke, the nicotine and the tar and all that did not get into the system, and none of that stuck. So, I had a pristine, clean system after barely any work, and guess what? I took it back over to my TV, I hooked it up, it stopped freezing. It worked perfectly after that, and it was JTAGable. It was on like a 6000 dash, so that was actually my very first JTAG Xbox 360 I owned, and I got it for free. Uh, granted, I did not do the modification myself. I At the time, I wasn't confident with my soldering at all. Uh, so I did send it to someone as a service, and they JTAG'd it for me and sent it back. Um, but yeah, it, I, I my first JTAG, I got, I got for free. And it was funny because I remember I texted her about it, and I'm just like, hey, you remember that Xbox you gave me? It works. And she's like, wait, really? And I said, yeah, and it's JTAG-able, which is pretty valuable. Like, are you sure you want me to keep this? And she's like... <laughs> uh, jokes on my brother yeah well she's like danny i don't give a shit about it uh you obviously like this was the deal we had uh you see the value in it so you can keep it uh but i am going to tell my brother about this and i am going to make fun of him for it and i'm like oh okay all right cool so that that's actually kind of the story of how i got my first jtag which is interesting enough and that was just again friends who knew uh that i was into this stuff that i would take broken consoles and all this so I'll tell you, if you're doing this stuff, if you're modding, if you're repairing, if you're collecting, just let it be known. That's it. Just let it be known. And you might have friends or family members or a friend of the family or a friend of a friend uh, that somehow things will get to you. That might be valuable. They might not be. But, you know, you, you take what you can get. Uh, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> and speaking of that, that's actually, I feel like this is a good segue into this as well, too. Uh, I returned to work today, uh, so, you know, January 2nd, I didn't take today off. I had January 1st off, but I didn't take January 2nd off. Uh, I rolled into work today, and it was funny because I was talking with some of my coworkers, and one of them, he said, he was just like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, we, we were talking about presents, and he just, he just said, yeah, you know, my my mother-in-law, she bought me some jeans. I got to take them back. I got to go to Kohl's, and I just asked, well, what's wrong with the jeans? He's like, man, you don't your mother-in-law you does not shop for your jeans and i'm just like wait well what what was wrong with them he's like well no it's not that like she she didn't have bad intentions like the intentions were there but the problem was like it's just they're not my style and they're not very comfortable and they're not the proper fit and it's just you don't and i said oh i understand i understand you completely uh, that's why you know you should buy someone a gift card or you should buy give someone cash yes there's there's no thought to it but they can buy whatever they want to and everyone's going to appreciate free money and he kind of laughed and he agreed with me on that and then he even said he's like you know what man and i even got i got two switch games for christmas and i don't even have a switch so i just i don't know I, this is just a weird holiday man and we were laughing. It was myself and another coworker. We were laughing, and I asked how it happened. He said, "Well, uh, I put uh, I so we my family we have a Amazon wish list. So my mother in law was buying off that wish list, and I said I wanted to switch. I put the switch at the top of the wish list, uh, and I put some games there too. She bought the games." But she didn't buy the Switch. I don't know if she maybe assumed that someone else bought the Switch. Uh, but I also feel like maybe she would have talked with my wife and been all like, Hey, I see that you all are wanting the Switch and there's a few games too. Are you going to be getting him a Switch? Do you guys own a Switch already? Uh, do you guys need one? Because if you guys already have a Switch, I'm just going to buy the games. But if you all don't have a Switch, I'm not going to buy these games. 
<laughs> and I even asked, I was kind of questioning it. And I said, well, wait, if she was buying off of your wish list, I know you're supposed to add something to your wish list and you put in how many you want and how many you own at the time. Wouldn't she have seen, like, if you owned it, that it would have disappeared? And he said, yeah, but she wasn't buying off the wish list. She was looking at it and then buying off other places, but she was not purchasing off the wish list directly. And he just said at the end, he's like, man, you know, I don't even, I don't even want to switch anymore. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so we got this guy who he has these ill-fitting jeans that he has to return and he has two switch games, but no switch. And the worst part about it, the worst part about it was, uh, he saw that the games were not purchased or maybe they were, I don't know if they were purchased directly off the wishes, but point is, is he somehow found out he was getting two switch games, uh, whether he was told prior or he saw that they weren't on the wish list or he opened them. I don't know, but he said, he, he he found out he was getting the Switch games. He got excited. So he sees all these presents and he's, you know, he's going through and opening them. And he's like, okay, is this a Switch? No. Is this a Switch? No. Is this a Switch? No, it's not. Because it's not just him, you know, it's also his wife and his children. Um, but then he saw a big box and he's like, oh, this is definitely the Switch. He opened it and that box that he opened was the jeans. The jeans that he did not like, that were ill-fitting, and that he had to return. <laughs> oh, man. I hope everyone had a good holiday. Um, I I wasn't raised Christian or anything, but I've celebrated Christmas. I know uh, for myself, uh, I actually from uh, from my parents collectively, uh, I've gotten money. I got a gift card and I got a original Xbox. Um, I, <laughs> there's kind of an allure to getting presents. I don't really get as much now, uh, mainly because. I'll either get cash or if I want a physical present, normally this is what happens. My parents say, okay, well, where should I buy it? What should I do? Wait, wait, wait. You know what? This is too much work. Uh, how about this? How about you purchase whatever the hell it is you want and we pay you back? So I still get whatever I want on there. Like if I do want some physical, whether it be a game or a console in this case. Um, but I, I don't get the allure of having it gifted to me, you know? Uh, I have the allure of having it delivered to my mailbox, uh, which I'm not even complaining about that. It's just, you know, it, it's it's cool when you get, you know, an actual, like, a physical present. Like, no, nothing beats that. Uh, although I think a lot of people in their mid-20s, such as myself, um, who are working a job, can also kind of sympathize with this, where uh, once you start working and getting your own money, you don't really care as much about receiving presents and you care more about giving them because throughout the year you have almost 12 months to buy whatever the hell you want. Uh, and if, if you're good with your money or, you know, you're making a comfortable amount, uh, really, if there's anything you want, you buy throughout the year, but then it's really exciting giving things to people because now all of a sudden you have this money and you can spend and you can give things to people, whatever they are. So I know like my, uh, my girlfriend, for example, one thing I got her was, uh, I ended up getting her now I can share it because, uh, she's not going to be, it's not going to be spoiled. Uh, she actually watches the channel sometimes. So there's occasionally, sometimes if I get something for her, I cannot say what it is. Um, but I end up getting her this stuffed plushy dog. I had to import this from Australia. Okay. From Australia of all places, because it was a Kelpie. It was a plushy Kelpie, which... Uh, we thought that's what our dog was. Slight spoiler alert. Uh, slight. Uh, Lily is not a Kelpie. So we found that out. I'm going to be doing a separate video on that. Um, but 
what ended up happening there was I ended up getting that and then I bought a few gift cards to her favorite place that she liked to shop and I attached them to the collar of this Kelpie uh, and she loved that gift. Uh, and then I got, you know, physical gifts for other people as well, too. Uh, and I just got things that, you know, were thoughtful. But I also got, you know, some gift cards here and there. Lily, do you have to do you have to squeak that in the middle of this podcast? No, you don't need to squeak it. See, you don't really need to squeak that. Um, yeah, I hope everyone had a good holiday. Hope everyone was trying to stay warm. They stayed safe. They survived as well, too. Um, and yeah, what, what would this be without some modding talk? How about that? Uh, today, it was actually announced by Team Executor, uh, and I'm I'm going to give, you know, my off-the-cuff thoughts here. I want to give some more thoughts about this um, during mod chat. I definitely want to bring this up with Devin and share it on there. Uh, although, at the same time, it doesn't matter all too much because this is not going to be public, at least uh, not at first. As I said, this is kind of a stealth release, so to speak. But... Uh, what's been happening is uh, Team Executor ended up announcing something where I'm just I'm not even looking at the article right now just uh, telling you all from what I remember but they said that there is a pretty much kind of a end-all be-all hack that is coming out for the Switch uh, from Team Executor they have not detailed if it's a hard mod they have not detailed if it's a soft mod they have not detailed if you need to purchase anything all they said is that this is going to be, uh, you know, for your homebrew. It's going to be, you know, a true custom firmware solution. And um, allegedly, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just the messenger. That's it. Uh, they also say that this is supposed to be future-proof, and that is that is what I'm interested in the most. I've actually been going back and forth with some people on Twitter about it, really just debating it. We're not arguing or anything. Uh, and it was funny because uh, Red the Trainer, he ended up saying on there um, that he thinks it's probably going to be something like a glitch chip, and that's what they mean by future-proof. And I, my response was, well, if you're saying that it's future-proof like the RGH or the glitch chip, that means that they're going to release a hack, and they're going to release like two or three chips, and they're going to release a refined version of the hack that's not really going to be that refined, and they're going to release more chips, and they're going to release a different hack and more chips, and they're going to say those chips are discontinued, and they're going to release different chips for another type of hack or the hack that they used prior, and... In short, they're just going to be releasing several different exploits. Lily, can you stop that, please? Uh, thank you. Uh, they're going to release several different exploits. They're going to release a ton of chips. They're going to discontinue them, all while at the same time bashing on the clone chips. I'm going to take this toy away. Thank you, Lily. No, no, not right now. You don't get duck right now. Um, where is your fox at? See, this is how I'm impromptu this is going to be. My goal for this episode is to literally just cut the beginning and the end. That's it. I, I want to see how this is all cohesively together. So if I screw up or, you know, Duckworth squeaks, so be it. Uh, but going back to what I was telling Red the Trainer, so I was saying, you know, that means that if it's going to be anything like the reset glitch hack, uh, there's going to be multiple variants of the exploit. There's going to be a ton of chips that are going to keep getting discontinued, uh, all while at the same time they are bashing the... Uh, the clone chips that are out there. And then after like a year or two, someone is going to get a hold of clone chips, take their hack, refine it even further, and be like, hey, here's a super awesome version of the hack that has been released like multiple times using cheap, quote unquote, shitty clone chips. <laughs> uh, I mean that in jest, and I'm joking about that, but I also feel like that can happen. Uh, Team Executor, I mean, not gonna lie, they, they, they are a business. Uh, they're after, you know, trying to monetize this and everything, uh, which I'm not going to say what my opinion is on that, um, so be it. 
But when it comes down to everything on here, um, I just, I, I haven't really fully agreed with how they've done releases like that. Um, I know when I've done a lot of reset glitch hacks, like for example, you know, I've purchased, I've purchased many clone chips, like many, uh, cool runner rev C clone chips. Why? Because they work, they're cheap. Um, they're small enough that they're fine from what I've used. I haven't run into any bad ones so far. Uh, and I even did a test years ago and the performance I got on my chips was uh, identical to a legitimate one I had. Uh, on top of that, too, some people just said, oh, you need to buy the original ones. Well, guess what? You couldn't buy the original ones. Uh, the Cool Runner FC was discontinued. The, the Cool Runner FC is a great chip. It's discontinued. Uh, any of the original Xbox, speaking of stuff, kind of going back to that, any of the original Xbox chips, those are all, those are all discontinued as well. Uh, and I feel like those were more discontinued because they used very specific hardware. Um... That was a very specific, you know, board. Uh, they were using specific types of cables. Uh, even, you know, the the bank switcher that was on the on the outside of the console. Uh, that that was none of that was standard stuff by any means that a company could easily produce. Uh, such as the N sixty four expansion packs. If you look at those, like look them up right now. They're still about fifteen, twenty, twenty five dollars. Uh, for a 4 megabyte RAM expansion pack. Now, you would think that after so long, because the N64 came out in, what was it, 1995, 1996? Uh, it's been over 20 years at this point. you think that something that small would be cheap. You could find it for like 2 3 $5, something like that. And you can't. Uh, because it's a very specialized part. Uh, even people that make third-party ones, you know? Uh, it's a specialized type of form factor, type of design... And on top of that, 4 megabyte RAM expansions aren't just readily being made anymore. Uh, that's also why you, you really don't see small flash drives being made in factories anymore either. Uh, if, I, if I go to my store right now, like if I go to a local store and I actually try and buy the smallest flash drive I can, uh, it would it'd be like 4, four gigabytes. 4 gigabytes, uh, other place would be 8 gigabytes, you know? If I want to look for, like, a 32 megabyte or a 64 megabyte or a, a 100, like, ooh, not even 100, 128 megabyte, let's say, something like that, um, I can't do that. I have to buy it on eBay or, you know, from, from some person who just a while ago just has a, got a stockpile of 128 megabyte flash drives, and they're just selling them for a dollar a piece, something like that. Uh, those things, because they're, they're so small... And they're not worth making at this point. Um, they're just not made because their return on investment's not going to come back on that. Um, I, I'm just thinking of this, for example. Like, if it costs ten cents to make a one gigabyte flash drive, but it costs eleven cents to make a four gigabyte flash drive, uh, why the hell would they make the one gigabyte flash drive uh, when that's going to sell for a dollar, while as the five, the four gigabyte is going to sell for four, five, or six dollars? Um, they're just not going to see that same return on there. In fact, it might even be at the point where now I'm not a master in manufacturing by any means or supply chain management or whatever it is. Uh, but it will be at the point where, and it is at this point, it's not even, it will be, it is at this point, at least for storage like that, like flash storage, where it's just simply not worth it to produce those extremely small flash drives. Uh, cause I'm sure at some point, you know, you can't even, you can only go so low. That's it. In 2018, now I almost said 2017, but in 2018, you can only go so low if you're looking to mass produce a certain type of flash drive. So, uh, you know, 
it, it comes on to that with any other type of product. Um, I know one, some of the things I'd love to see, like I love to get a hold of these and just mess around with them, install them for fun and all that. But, um, an original, like a solderless original Xbox mod chip, a solderless, uh, playstation 2 mod chip like the dms4 pro i believe or the ds ds dms4 pro easy or something like that i'm not sure what it was um but those all use very specialized parts i remember i actually dug up the listing the announcement for that uh solderless mod chip for the ps2 that i just mentioned because i was i was looking all this up in like the past month or two and they said that it took so much research and planning and like it it, it took over a year or two to design and you know get refined and get released and the parts are from japan and manufacturing in japan is is not like manufacturing in china manufacturing in china uh much cheaper uh much shadier as well too whatever it might be uh but manufacturing in japan no you're, you're not going to get that um so if they're producing these small very specialized parts that they're only producing them during the heyday uh, now, at this point, the only people who are looking to hard mod a PS2 are enthusiasts uh, who are doing it for fun, such as myself. Like, I I'm an enthusiast of that. I want to try it out. But the PlayStation 2, for example, that that's not a mainstream console anymore. Um, it won't be again. It's time is done. Uh, just like the Xbox 360, the PS3. Right now, for example, I'm even, like, if, if this is a hard mod that comes out of some kind for the uh, for the Nintendo Switch from Team Executor... Um, that it's only going to be produced for a few years uh, during the Switch's heyday. Uh, it's 2018 right now. Come 2021, uh, or let's let's even go further. Uh, 2025. It's not going to be produced anymore. It's not going to be produced, uh, especially with Team Executor. They they have a habit for doing that. I'm surprised. At least to my knowledge, I think they're still producing the the CR4 or the Cool Runner 4. That surprises me. I'll be honest. That surprises me, man. <laughs> So yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on it. Uh, we don't really know too much about it. We don't know too much. Uh, and that's, that's on purpose, for sure. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, I believe I'd seen on their forum that they are wanting to have an official release sometime around spring of this year. But all we can do is speculate and wait and uh, talk about what's going to happen. Although one thing, I will say this, one thing I did find very interesting is that they had a very brief demo uh, showing that it was booting up a custom firmware, so to speak. Uh, just at the very beginning, it was it was, it was like a 15-second video. That video is not on the uh, the X, X Demo Videos channel. It's not on a official Team Executor channel either. Um, so I believe they definitely collaborated with others who are probably not in Team Executor. We'll see what's up. That's just my speculation. Um, that's my educated guesstimate on that uh, from what I see with the data given to me. So uh, take it or leave it, whatever it might be. Do I want to talk about an upcoming video idea I have? I guess I will. I'm going to be very vague about this. Um, but in short, the reason why I'm also kind of doing this podcast, I want to do this once a month, is uh, I've been sticking with the schedule for a while now. Uh, and it's been very successful. I upload a video on Wednesday and I upload a video on Saturday. And that means so every month I'm doing, let's say, on average eight videos. Um true videos i'm doing on average seven of them because one of them is mod chat mod chat that's why i always do mod chat on a wednesday uh because we'll do it you know in the evening there and we you still get a video on that wednesday so mod chat always eats up some of those one of those chunks uh with this podcast if i continue to do this monthly uh i want this to take up a probably like a wednesday slot then uh, so that means i would have two 
videos guaranteed that I know what they are and I would be making them every month um, because my workflow is is different. Like sometimes I'll hammer out like five, six videos at a time and get them all ready to, to go and metadata and schedule tag and back and all that stuff. Um, very rarely do I make a video uh, within 24 hours of releasing it. That's rare of me now. Um, I like scheduling quite a bit. I like, you know, that forward planning. Uh, and, and that's because of a lot of different reasons. Uh, one of them is I've been traveling more now. So, uh, normally if I do travel, for example, if I'm traveling for two weeks, I make sure I have at least five videos on hand that I can upload during that time. So I can have four videos go out while I'm gone. And then when I come back or like shortly before I leave, uh, I don't have to worry about making a video because one is already out. Or when I come back, I can relax for a little bit because a video is going to be coming out when I come back. Um, so that's that's normally what I plan. I always plan for that week plus one. Uh, not in that week, but you know, like a week's worth of videos plus one video is what I'm saying on that. So if I can have another slot guaranteed to be taken up, that would be great. Uh, and that's actually been really nice. Like not only I've seen the growth on the channel here, um, but also for me, it's just, I always, I don't have, I don't have upload panic is what I like to call it. I like to call it that I don't like it though. <laughs> and what I mean by that is when I was just uploading willy nilly whenever I wanted to, uh, if I uploaded a video and it got two views, uh, I would panic and I'd want to upload something else, you know, immediately uh, to, to combat that. If I uploaded a video and it got 100,000 views, I want to upload immediately to strike while the fire was hot. But this way I pace myself and I lock myself in and sometimes, sometimes, I, I break the schedule sometimes, uh, but most of the time I upload a video on Wednesday. If it does amazing, cool. No video until Saturday. If I upload a video on Saturday and it does super poorly, well, that sucks, but life goes on. The next video is coming out on Wednesday. I don't do a panic upload. I don't do any of that other stuff. Um, I just do Wednesday and Saturday and that's it. Uh, but I'm going to be getting busy with some life stuff here. Uh, nothing bad, nothing bad, but it's it's going to be time consuming, probably going to be a bit stressful and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to, you know, just complain and complain on here. Uh, but the point is, is I've thought of maybe for a few months bringing that back to one video a week uh, where I would upload one video every Saturday and then probably like on average, like six videos a month because I would still want to do the Mod Chat podcast uh, at one point in the middle of the month. And I kind of want to release these near the end of the month. So maybe like sometime in the middle of the month, uh, I would upload Mod Chat. And then sometime, you know, near the end of the month, I would upload this unnamed podcast. I still don't have a name for it yet. So I don't know what I'm going to be doing all that. Um, the nice thing is with doing all that batch stuff as well, too. It's it's still very time consuming making all these videos. Uh, and I'm not complaining. Like, I'm just I'm just stating it as it is. And I'm definitely blessed to be in this position. And I thank you all. You know, if you've gotten this far for listening and for sticking around for this. But uh, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, it's still time consuming. And that's why I try and be forward thinking. So sometimes it can burn me out a little bit if I, uh, if I do, you know, 10 videos at once. Uh, but then at the same time, I'm good for like a month and a half, you know, uh, where all I have to do is just mod chat. Because mod chat, I can't squeak out of that. Uh, Mod Chat is live streamed. So when it starts at 7 p.m. or 7.30, I'm there at 7 p.m. or 7.30. That is me. You're not getting a pre-recorded version or an edited version. That That is me. And that is Devin right there. Like Our schedules will be dependent on that. Um, so that's the only thing I really can't squeak out of, uh, which I'm not trying to. But 
I've thought at one point, you know, uh, scaling back a little bit. So I might do that. We'll see. Uh, because also it's now the time to, you know, when, when you get older, I don't want to sound like an old man, but when you get older, you start to value free time and just time in general and having a schedule and all this other stuff. Uh, and I've noticed that most of my free time is in YouTube and I don't feel like that's very, that's very healthy. I don't, I know it's not super healthy to be doing that. Um, so that way I can reclaim some of that time as well too. Um, I was doing now, it's definitely better than before. Um, I was doing three or four videos a week. I brought it back down to two videos a week, and that's been doing extremely well. Um, but we'll see. And it might even be temporary. So maybe for like two or three months, I'll do one video a week, and then I'll ramp it back up to two videos a week. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do any more than two. I'm very happy with two videos a week uh, because it's it's just enough where, w with my audience specifically, I've noticed it's just enough where the videos most of the time will still get a good amount of views. And it's it's probably you don't really feel like you're missing out on all too much if you if you know you're one or two videos behind because there's some cre content creators where they'll upload multiple videos a day or they'll upload daily and if i don't watch their videos for a few days i kind of just stop because i'm like well i don't want to go and catch up with all of this so let's say if you if you miss a week of my videos, okay, that's two videos you need to catch up on if you're loyally watching, and that that's not a big deal. I also don't have continuity on many of my videos, so that's fine. Uh, but I do have an upcoming video idea, which I'll, I'm going to kind of shroud in mystery, but I want to air out a little bit. Um, it's all an idea right now. I have not approached anyone about it yet, um, but it's going to be a long-form video. Uh, it's going to be a series, but a slow going series. And the reason why I say that is, uh, I know exactly what I want to do. Um, it's definitely attainable. Yeah. It's going to take time to record. It's going to take some time to edit, but when it comes down to it all, uh, the issue that I'm going to run into is, uh, tapping into resources, uh, because it's going to require with the format that I'm choosing, uh, it's going to require, uh, having a guest on per episode, uh, and the people that I would have on, they would have to be physically next to me. So we would do everything, you know, like together in the same room. Uh, we, we would actually be on camera. And the people who would possess these skills or like the resource that I want to tap into um, are limited. So <laughs> um, if I do this series, I would be lucky if I can get two videos out a year of this series. And that, that's like really stretching it too, because this this is what I'm talking about. This is not something I can do on a monthly basis. This is not something I can do on a weekly basis. Um, because eventually it, it, it would dry up. Even if I do one or two episodes a year, um, after a few years, you know, the, the series would stop. Um, but it is, it, 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 this is a passion project. Um, it's something that I, I'm going to make sure I do at least one episode. When is that? I don't know. Uh, but I want to make sure I do at least one episode. And if it takes six months, nine months before the next episode of this comes out, so be it. I don't really have too much control on that. There's you know, going to be a lot of forces at play. Um, but it's something I definitely like to accomplish. And I feel like it would be a, a slow burn series as well, too. One of those where it's like a lot of people when it releases probably wouldn't watch it at first and would glaze over it. But eventually the YouTube algorithm would kind of pick it up and it would get into metadata and it would get recommended. And just slowly over time, it would amass an amount of views. Um, I know exactly what I'm wanting to do. I, I have the format in my head. I can picture everything. Uh, but again, it's just the 
not so much the time. I mean, the time is kind of a factor in it. Uh, the editing, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to edit it. That's no big deal. Um, but it's just the resources. The physical resources that I'm going to have with me um, are going to be limited that I can tap into. And that's going to be the only disappointment with it. And some people might say, um, and it sucks. I, I don't want to, I really don't want to reveal it. I want to reveal it when it's uploaded. Um, so some people might say, oh, why can't you do it remotely? I can't. I, I promise you if, if I if I do this remotely, um, it won't be as good. And it won't be the way I would like this series to be that I'm wanting. So um, that's going to be a pipe dream. We'll see what's up. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I want to talk about here that I have on this list is uh, games that are being played right now. So, actually, I have to tack these on because I uh, it's been nice. That's why I kind of thought of the the free time thing because recently, the past two weeks or so, I've I've gotten some free time back. You know, I've kind of been able to kick back, relax on some work stuff, relax on some videos, and um, a lot of times I I struggle. Uh, to play a game to find the time to play a game to even play a game for 20 or 30 minutes like i love the switch that's my favorite system right now i haven't touched it in like two weeks it's kind of hard to believe actually i just haven't really been playing it um and even when i would play it i'd play it for 30 45 minutes an hour um if i was lucky but then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah um i don't really have time to play games wait modded original xbox grand theft auto 3 my all-time favorite game yeah sure i have five hours to play that and the next night, I did it again. And then a few nights later, I did it again. And I finished it last year, like at the end of last year. And I, I love that game so much. Um, I also finished Hidden Agenda with my girlfriend. That's a PS4 playlink game where you actually play with your phone and use an app on there. Very fun game. I highly recommend picking that up, especially at the price, man. Uh, it sells for 20 bucks. I've seen it go as low as 10 bucks. Physical. Uh, so pick it up. Uh, pick it up. I'd highly recommend it. Very, very good game. Um... I need to finish Vice City, and that sounds like a daunting task, but I'm actually, I, I'm on the very last mission of Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, I think it was December 30th, so I'm still doing, I plan to do the game, beat the game a year, uh, a month challenge, and this, what was it, uh, yeah, no, no, I, I've, I got to the very last mission on December 30th, and I remember I saved my game, I turned off the console, I said, well, I'm going to finish that next year. Uh, some, I, I just need to go and spend like 30 minutes finishing up that last mission, if that, uh, and then I have a game beaten this month. So that'd be cool. Uh, but I'm also playing right now. I've never finished these games. Uh, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories on the PlayStation 2. I, I had it on PS2. I have, I should say in present tense. I have it on PS2. I have it on PSP. Played it a lot. Never finished it. Cause it's a difficult game. Like, there's also a lot of these games I'm going back to play them. I'm like, damn, these are difficult. Um, Vice City is a bit easier than I, I remember it almost. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, I'll say, is definitely easier than I remember. But near the end, the difficulty really ramps up. And it's not even, you know, oh, you died or oh, you failed at this. It's like, oh, you're driving across all three islands for this mission and there's no big map that you can look at. So you need to know where the hell everything is across all three of these islands. <laughs> um, they're still challenging games. They're really fun, but I just, I, I, I have this dumb smile on my face because I just, I have such an insatiable love for Grand Theft Auto 3, and it was, it was really a treat being able to play the Xbox version. Uh, I also played the Xbox version of Vice City, but right now I'm playing through um, Liberty City Stories on PS2, and my God, that game is long. That game is long. 
and it's still a challenging game as well, too. I haven't even gotten past the first island yet. I'm like four or five hours into it. I've completed a good amount of the missions. I looked it up. I decided to cheat a little bit um, or do some forward-thinking cheating. Uh, I looked it up. I looked up all the missions. I'm not even halfway done with the missions. I'm like a third done with the missions, uh, which doesn't sound that bad. You know, I, that's, that's like, you know, multiply that by three. So it might be a 15-hour game or so. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, I finished in about 15 hours. Uh, definitely within 20 hours, I finished Grand Theft Auto 3. And Vice City, I have less than 8 hours of playtime on there. And I'm almost done with it. So Vice City is a lot shorter than I remember. And that's even with me goofing off a little bit and doing the side missions. And in Vice City, you're actually required to do a lot of the side missions to unlock the final mission. So it's not like you could just go straight to story, 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 story. No, at one point, Vice City will hinder you. And you have to do... If you include the print works, you have to do six, you have to complete six asset uh, mission sets. Um, so I think the ones I did, I did like, you know, the, the ice cream shop, the uh, the strip club, the, because um, those ones are easy. Um, what was it? Uh, the print works, of course, because that's required. Um, the car dealership, the taxi service. And there was one other that I completed. I don't remember what which one it is now. Um, but I completed the six, and I, I have the final mission unlocked. So that what I'm saying is Vice City requires you to go out and explore uh, and purchase these assets and purchase these properties. Um, so even with that, I, I did you know all the mucking around on there, and I have less than eight hours of playtime on there. And I'm literally on the last mission, so I'm going to finish the game within eight hours uh, of, of play at least. So that was slightly disappointing. I'll say that that was slightly disappointing. Um... But yeah, no, after Liberty City Stories, I plan on playing through Vice City Stories because I never played Liberty City or Vice City Stories all the way through. And Liberty City Stories is such a treat because uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 is my all-time favorite game. And I love Liberty City. I love Liberty City so much. So this is like re-experiencing Liberty City Stories. But it's weird because you're coming in this... It, this came out... This game came out after San Andreas. So... It's 1998 in the game, which is three years before Grand Theft Auto 3, but you have motorcycles in it. Motorcycles are not in Grand Theft Auto 3. You have a movable camera on the right thumbstick. You could not do that in Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, you have a talking character, a talking main character. Uh, Claude was mute in Grand Theft Auto 3. You can't swim, so that's still consistent. Um, i trying to remember what else there was on there that was just, like, crazy different. <sighs> Nah, nothing really else I can think of right now. I mean, there's a different set of characters. I'll say kind of an overarching theme with the story, at least, is now the characters are really, really fleshed out. Um, like Salvatore, yeah, like in Grand Theft Auto 3, Salvatore, he's 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 the Don, okay? That, that's it, he's the Don. Uh, Maria, Don's wife, that's it. You, main character, criminal, uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, Tony Cipriani, part of the Leone family, That that's it. He's, you know, part of the family. But all these characters get fleshed out. You play as Tony in this game. He's the main character now. He's not just a character that you experience for three or four missions. He's now a main character in the game. Uh, so they really gave him personality. You deal with Maria a lot more. And it's funny because Maria looks worse in Liberty City Stories than she did in Grand Theft Auto 3. And by that, I mean, like, in Grand Theft Auto 3, you know, she's 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 looking as good as a as a computer-generated model from 2001 can. Uh, but in, 99, like, in 1998, Liberty City, she actually looks older. She looks kind of trashy. She doesn't look as good. Uh, I just found that to be a little bit funny. 
uh, Salvatore, he's got so much oomph, so much charisma to him. Uh, maybe that's because he's also going through midlife crisis, which is slightly hinted at in the game, but still. Uh, it just, it brings a smile to my face. It's, it's awesome getting to experience Liberty City again with a brand new campaign. Like, this is, this would be a really awesome piece of DLC for Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh, but it is a full game. I recommend playing it. If you're a fan of the Grand Theft Auto series, play this. Um, cause these are the only, these are the only 3D Grand Theft Autos I never finished. Um, now I never finished the Grand Theft Auto 4 expansions, but I don't know if we should count those as full games. I'm going to count those as expansions. I need to go back and play those at one point, but I didn't really like Grand Theft Auto 4 all that much, but I finished five. I finished four. Um, I finished three Vice City San Andreas, but I've never finished, uh, Liberty City Stories or Vice City Stories. So in my mind, the, the classic 3d like the classic 3d grand theft auto games are the games that are on ps2 um so that would be of course liberty city well uh three vice city san andreas um and then i'm also going to include the stories games in there and the stories games unfortunately i just i never finished i just never finished uh liberty city stories was hard and vice city stories was super glitchy uh and i was playing them the most on psp so uh it also helps uh just, just, we'll be quiet about this, but uh, it does help that I, uh, I have cheat codes on there. But I mean, hey, that, that's that's part of the Grand Theft Auto experience to me, uh, when it comes down to it. I do have a video. I will say this: I have a video uh, I need to edit uh, where I show how to use PS2 RD, which is a cheat engine uh, that utilizes OPL, which is booted up through Free McBoot on the PS2. I looked around online, and uh, there were really good text tutorials, but there was no good english video tutorial that i could find on ps2 rd so i have a very detailed tutorial that's probably going to be like 20 or 30 minutes long that's going in and covering all this most people are going to say it's not even worth doing but i want to get the information out there and i know that there's going to be people that are going to be trying to find this as well too um I, I i don't mean this in jest at all i i mean this in a very friendly way um i know project phoenix media he does a lot of PS2 content still, like 2017, 2018 probably. I was shocked he didn't have a video on PS2 RD. Like, I was dumbfounded. He's Whenever I look up someone with PS2, he's up there. Uh, versatile from Project Phoenix Media. And if you're listening, hey, dude, how's it going? Never talked with him personally, really. I think the most personal I've talked with him was I, I, I've exchanged a few comments with him. And uh, there was one time I found a video of his that was mirrored. And I messaged him. And I just said, hey, dude, uh, this dude stole your video. Here's the link. Uh, and he thanked me for it. He was like, hey, uh, I'll actually, I'll even bring up the, the message here. It's nothing special, but it just, uh, it's kind of a, hey, we're, we're out here. We're out here. Uh, where's my messages at? You know, we're, we're just going really, uh, <laughs> really casual on here. But yeah, he said, thanks for the update. And I love your channel. Great modding content. Um, so he's a fan of me. Uh, I'm a fan of his as well, too. Uh, but we've never, we've never talked personally. So need to change that. I'll probably like join his discord and hit him up on there or something like that. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm just, uh, I'm just reading a, a question that was here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going through my comments. I'll, I'll go ahead and approve this. I think that, man, it's been over an hour. I was hoping this is going to be less than an hour, but listen, uh, my laundry is done being dried right now. Uh, my dog is nowhere to be found. She's out in the living room, I think, but she's annoyed that I, uh, I took her Duckworth and uh, I'm hungry and I'm cold. So I think this has gone over pretty well. Uh, if you've made it to the end, please, 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 um, 
I need some feedback. I need some criticism. I need um, anything on here uh, because I'd, I'd like to start this up. I'd like to start this up as a monthly series this month. Uh, but this is going to be episode zero, as I'm going to deem it. Uh, this will be a stealth release, and I, I predict this is probably what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to upload this onto probably my second channel as Unlisted. I'm going to send this to people who ask for it on Twitter. I'm going to drop this in my Discord. I'm not even going to do, going to do a everyone tag. I'm just going to do a stealth release on there. And uh, we'll see what happens with it. Um, and then... I do want to, if this is going to be a podcast, I do want to deliver it like a podcast. Uh, so I think I will probably, I'll probably do it through Podbean again. And I'm probably going to, I keep saying probably, 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 probably. Um, I'm most likely going to release this on there as episode zero uh, and as a preliminary to episode one. Uh, so, you know, you'll get that, you'll, you'll get that little bonus there, but this episode will probably not get a fully public release on my YouTube channel. Uh, if anything, by the time episode one comes out, I'll probably just be like, hey, if you want to listen to the first episode where I did it all in one take and I really didn't do any editing to it and it was just kind of a dry test run, the link is down below here in the in the comment section. You, you can listen to it there. And I don't know what I'm going to do for visuals. We'll see. Uh, some people might say, you know, hey, you should show your face. I'll be honest, I don't want to show my face. I don't want to show my face, all right? Uh, not in this, not in this series, at least I, I'm having fun. I'm relaxed. I'm chilling. I'm good. Uh, this is definitely going to be, you know, my, uh, my, my platter that I could do whatever the hell I want to with. I know Lily, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I fed her already, but my dog's on a diet too. She's been getting fat. So I put her on a diet. But anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching everyone. Thank you all for listening to this so far unnamed uh, solo podcast with me, Mr. Mario 2011. If you enjoyed this video or this podcast, a like would very much be appreciated if you're listening to it on YouTube. Uh, and if you didn't like it, a dislike would be fine as well too. Uh, but if you're at the end here and you've made it all the way to the end, thank you very much. And please let me know what you think of this. Um, if you have name recommendations, if you have any uh, constructive criticism, if you have any other recommendations for this, please let me know. This This is going to be dependent on what you all give me here as feedback anyways this is mr mario sending off real this time later everyone yes lily I, I know i know i'm crazy i'm talking to myself on a mic